This is a production of the Z Talk Radio Network. The views expressed and opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Z Talk Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Wow. It's dark. Well, let's have some light on the subject. Put on your critical thinking caps and please refrain from hugging. It's time for Dimland Radio with your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Welcome to Dimland Radio here on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Remember, I'm not really a doctor, I just play doctor online. And there will be no update on my mother's condition on this show. No update. She's okay. Uh, well, I guess that's a little update. Okay. Um, this show is going to be a little different, or at least uh, special. It's going to be exclusive. And by that I mean uh, this show will be available for download only. See, normally, Dimland Radio plays on Saturday nights on ztalkradio.com. You go on into the listen and chat, and you can get in the chat room, and you can give yourself a you know, sign up in there if you want, and get an ID, or you can be anonymous. And uh, you can chat with me and tell me I'm wrong about something or whatever. And you can do that. And there's usually at least one other person in there, and that's Trisha. She's been my longest and most loyal listener. I mention her every now and then. Hi, Trisha. How you doing? I'm going to have to get word to her that there won't be a show on Talk, But there will be a show. I'm doing it now. Right? At this moment that you're... Well, at the moment you're listening to it, I've already done it. But at the moment I'm speaking it, I'm doing it. You know what that means. Anyway, so this will be on iTunes, Podbean. I'll, I'll put it on the uh, the show archives page at ztalkradio.com. You just click on the show archives page and you look for the Dimland Radio folder, which is the only one you need to look for. Don't look for any of the other ones. There's lots of others there, but pff, you don't want to listen to any of those shows. Come on. Do you? You don't want to listen to the guy who talks to angels? Oh. You know, I don't know. Uh, I guess the guy's name is Ronald Reeder, and he's probably a terrific guy. And I don't even know if the show is still being produced here on Z Talk Radio. Uh, but his old show will show up in the rotation on the Auto DJ. When there isn't a, a, a scheduled show on, the Auto DJ will pull something and play it. And if you're, you know, if you're lucky... And you you come to uh, Z Talk on a Saturday night. You get there a little before eleven o'clock, about eleven o one, eleven o two. My show comes on. Uh, you get there a little before eleven o'clock. If you listen to whatever's playing, it's if you're lucky, you might get Big Picture Science, which is uh, a science program that does uh, a, a, a monthly show. Uh, well. They do a weekly show, but once a month they do one that's uh, skeptically focused. Uh, but otherwise, it's very good science promotion. We learn about science. It's really good, and it's good 
science communication type of stuff. It's not real over your head sort of things. It's it's really interesting stuff, and you get to learn. And it's none of this, you know, the other kinds of shows <laughs> that are here on Z Talk Radio, which you know. And so this guy, Ronald Reeder, may be a wonderful guy. He believes he can talk to angels. Uh, I don't believe there are angels. I you know, he believes it. I, I take him at his word that he believes this. I don't think he's making something up or whatever. I'm not, and I'm not a psychologist. I, I, I can't call exactly what it is he does, and you know what what's probably really going on psychologically. But uh, you know, I take him at his word. He believes it. But let me tell you, he's got a co-host in the show. And if you didn't know her first name when you know, when and when they start their show they just start talking they don't say welcome to you know the man who talks to angels with with uh, you know with ronald reader and and his co-host it, it, you don't have that but you do know her name because uh somebody suggested that he maybe maybe went to the uh carnegie school of uh, how to bullshit people <laughs> Uh, you know the book, you know, uh, how to make friends and influence people. And a friend of mine said that yeah, he's heard it was it's it's uh, the, the subtitle is uh, how to look him in the look him in the eye and lie. Yeah. But uh, one of the uh, uh, Carnegie techniques, uh, Dale Carnegie is that who they refer to? I don't know. But uh, about how to sell to people is to say their name, say the person's name. People like to hear their own name. But I gotta think. I gotta think it, it gets tiring because man, if if I get into my chat room, or the Z Talk chat room, waiting for my show to come on, with maybe ten minutes to wait, and I'm listening to what's being played, and it's that show, I'm gonna hear the name Robin twenty times in ten minutes. I'll hear it twenty times. Last week, I heard it twenty three, twenty four times. Well, Robin, when you have a meditation stone and you hold it in your palm, Robin, you will be able to concentrate and it'll help you meditate, Robin. And Robin, ladies and gentlemen, people will uh, want to be able to meditate so they can hear the angels when they talk to them, Robin. And you know, Robin, I'm so glad that you're doing the show with me, Robin, because, ladies and gentlemen, Robin is a terrific person. And Robin, oh, Robin, 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 Robin. And then he'll, for every five or six Robins, he'll throw in a ladies and gentlemen. That's the way he does it. I, you know, that's I, I probably shouldn't really. It's it's not a terrible thing. It's not. It's just it's like wow. <laughs> just I know her name's Robin. I don't think she ever says his or barely ever says his name. She'll call him Ron once in a while, I guess. But it well, yeah. I don't even like I said. I don't even know if the show is still on Z Talk or not. But it's in the archives and it'll show up on the. Uh, the rotation for the auto DJ and boy. but like I said, if you get to Z Talk a few minutes before my show starts, if you're lucky, you'll hear Big Picture Science. If you're really lucky, you'll hear one of my shows replaying. But uh, yeah, sometimes you might hear, you know, a show where somebody believes they can talk to angels or talk to the dead or whatever they believe. They can use divining rods to find anything it's just you know, whatever whatever the paranormal supernatural bent 
the show has. I I'm unaware of anybody on Z Talk Radio who who I think might be pulling something. I'm not. I think they're all they all believe their stuff except for one. Except for one show that I know is on here. One. And that's Alex Jones. And he knows, he, at least I, this is my opinion, it's my opinion, that he knows he's full of shit. Because he testified in court that it's just a character he plays. So, anyway, I shouldn't, I shouldn't dwell on it. I'm, 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 like I said, I'm sure Ron's, Ronald Reeder seems like a really nice guy. He's very calm. He's got a very soothing voice. And, and he'll say your name. <laughs> <laughs> and, but you know, it's just, eh, yeah, it's just a little, little thing. So, why am I doing this show as um, a download only? Well, the reason I'm doing that is because, uh, on occasion, the day job that I do is uh, I work for a janitorial service, and we do strip and wax, clean carpet, that kind of stuff. Uh, we'll do that. And every now and then, we get a big job that needs to be done pretty much overnight. And uh, it, we've got one for this weekend. So for Saturday, we got to go and get, we got a crew of six guys. So that means two teams working from one end of the store to the other. It's a hardware store, and it's pretty big. I haven't seen it, but I'm told it's pretty big. Uh, one of the good things about it is uh, this other job that we do, uh, which is another overnight type thing. Uh, it's a little superette that we do, and we can't get started until after 10, and that really puts us under the gun. It's smaller than what this place is, but this place, we can get started after 7, because they close at 7 on Saturday nights. So at least we'll be able to start earlier. But, but, <laughs> and this is, yeah, it, maybe it's a be careful what you wish for thing, Maybe that's what it is, because uh, it's 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 coming up on. I don't know if it's actually calendar spring yet. Does that when does that happen? Does that happen? Maybe it's already spring. Is it March? Well, I don't know what the first day of spring is. Uh, it probably is. It's March twenty first. Is that the first day? Well, okay, so it's spring, and in Minnesota, just because calendar says it's spring doesn't mean the outside says it's spring. Oh, we get a few days where it warms up and the snow melts away and you just have the piled up snow that takes a little longer to melt. But, uh, you know, the grass, you start seeing the grass and you, and, and uh, uh, our year, our annual visitors at our house, uh, well, not in our house, but outside, we have a pair of ducks, a male and a female, mallard ducks, I believe. They show up in spring and they hang out for a little bit uh, we'll see them in a neighbor's yard you know across the street we'll see that but quite often they, they're out in the backyard or the male will sit up on the roof sometimes the females up there with them too and today uh, I think it was today or yesterday Amy uh, spotted the pair out in the backyard so you know here we go <laughs> you know it's nice to have that well just because these signs of spring show up doesn't mean that we can't get hit with winter again and we got a storm coming in right now as i'm recording this on a friday night it's starting to snow it's been snowing for a little bit it's and it's it's just we are 
predicted to get 6 to 10 inches of snow in the Twin Cities tomorrow, which means when the, the, the team is going to gather at the office to get the equipment and everything else, we're going to have to well, clean off the van because it will be all covered in snow. Uh, we might have to shovel a little bit. And I told everybody, bring a shovel. <laughs> we're going to want to shovel. And then we're going to have to slowly make our way out to the store and work on it. We couldn't postpone it because uh, they got it all set up where it's a hardware store. And once we finish doing this, they will move on to the floor their spring display stuff. So we, you know, we're just, we're locked in and we'll get it done. We're Minnesotans, all of us and the, and the crew. We're, we'll get there. We'll get it done, but it's just, uh, so I won't be doing a chat room on Saturday. So there you go. That's why this is just an exclusive very exclusive download only show but you can you know like podbean itunes you can subscribe to the show on itunes you can follow on podbean you can go to ztalkradio.com and go to the show archives page find the dimland radio folder scroll on down to the most recent show this show is number 359 359 shows i've done and i think that many people have uh, downloaded the show in all that time so <laughs> Now, I, my downloads are a little better. There's a kind of a mystery going on with my downloads. Uh, I won't tell you what my average is. But it's, not, it's not impressive, but, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, but there's one show that I did in January, January 6th of this year. And for some reason, that one has, you know, uh, I have, normally I have double-digit downloads according to podbean now i might have more elsewhere that podbean doesn't factor i don't i don't know but this one is i'm in the triple digits on this one and i i, I don't know why i look at the stuff i talk about on the show it doesn't seem like there's anything especially out of the ordinary for it but for some reason that one got a lot of downloads at, at least compared to you know to mine. I'm not like the skeptics guide of the universe who have had, you know, millions of downloads. Uh, but they have, I think, a hundred thousand listeners. I don't know. Something like that. Well uh anyway, um it's a mystery. I we thought it might be I was talking with the Minnesota skeptics, uh the meetup was just this past Thursday and I was talking with them about it and it was suggested that because I was on mini the Minnesota Atheist Talk Radio program, maybe right, that's the bump that I saw people listen to that and I thought, Oh, well let's check out this guy's thing. It's possible, but the only thing is I was on the Atheist Talk Radio show back in November and this is from you know, this is two months later. So I don't, I don't get it. So I don't know. if you have any ideas, you can email me at uh, drdim at dimland.com. That's d-r-d-i-m at dimland.com. You can email me there, and just you know, let me know. And okay, and if you've subscribed on iTunes, it'd be nice to get a good review and uh, and a nice rating. It'd be nice. And if you want to tell somebody else, hey, you might not mind listening to this guy talk about some some stuff. Uh, I've got some stuff to talk about tonight. I am going to take a break early because I want to get rolling, and I won't want to, you know, I won't want to uh, uh, have to uh, 
interrupt my role. So um, I'm going to take a break now. You're listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. I'll return after this break. Sit tight. Be You're listening to Z Talk Radio Network. You don't say. Oh, what? You think you went off to college or something? On ztalkradio.com. That's the most amazing thing since Grandma survived the outhouse incident. This is Meryl Streep. There's so much in life we can't control. But here's something we can, colorectal cancer. It's the second leading cancer killer in the US, but it is almost entirely preventable. Screening finds polyps so they can be removed before they turn into cancer. If you're over 50, get screened for colorectal cancer. Screening saves lives. It could really save your life. For more information, call 1-800-CDC-INFO. A message from the US Department of Health and Human Services. Lord, honey, can somebody tell me what my future holds? Hey, man, you think I can get a reading? Wrong answer. It's time for Dimland Radio with your host, Dr. Dim, Jim Fitzsimmons, only on Z Talk Radio. Your assignment is to listen to the buzz on Monday nights from 8 to 10 p.m. Central. ZTalkRadio.com. This message will self-destruct. ZTalk Radio is committed to bringing you the best radio possible. We will test your senses with innovative and entertaining radio programming. Honest, informative, inspirational, and on occasion, controversial. Our listening audience will also have the opportunity to interact with the show hosts and guests through live chat and call-in capabilities. You can't be left out of the loop. Tune into all our live shows once, and you'll never turn your computer off again. Z-Talk Radio on your computer dial. Your healthy addiction. I wanted you. And I was looking for you. Well, I'm right here on ztalkradio.com. This is Dimland Radio, and I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. That was Laurie Anderson and her song, Walking and Falling, which was kind of cool to learn about that song because uh, I had a friend uh, years ago, we used to joke about how walking is sort of the... Uh, what you're doing is you're throwing your body off balance and you're catching yourself. You know, this is so you don't fall. You're walking and falling. And she she voices that concept within that song. 
Uh, if in case you don't know, if you go to the show notes page when I get that set up at at dimland.com, go there, click on the blog option, you can find the show notes. If you scroll down toward the bottom, you will see that uh, I'll have the uh, I'll have links to the songs, to the bumpers uh, for the show. So you can, you know, they're YouTube links, and they're not. Um, there might be one or two that don't have a link. If it's a Prince song, chances are I'm not going to be able to link it to anything because uh, Prince, when he was alive and even now that he's gone, uh, is pretty strong about uh, policing uh, his music on YouTube and things like that. Uh, it took his dying uh, to get his music on Spotify. I think his family said, let's let's... Let's put it out there now. <laughs> There's money to be made. Uh, anyway, um, so when you check the show notes, scroll on down and check those links. If you thought it was an interesting sounding bumper and you'd only you only get like 20 seconds of the song uh, when I play it on the show, well, go and get the whole thing. Check it out and then buy it or play it through your Spotify or something. So to support the the arts sort of thing. And some of them though, there's a couple where uh, they're pretty darned obscure. Uh, obscure, not uh, yeah. They're pretty darned obscure. So you might not, uh, if you don't see it linked, well, you might not be able to find the song. Sorry, but I'll do my best. Okay. Uh, speaking of music, last week, toward the end of the show, I got, I got a little heated, in a rant about WatchMojo.com. And, well, not just about them specifically, about what they did uh, as con as uh, relates to my favorite band of all time. I know, I'm aware, I do talk about them a fair amount. Uh, I promise I'll, you know, I'll talk about them a bit tonight. But I'll, 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 I'll keep it, I'll put them back in a box for a while and, and, and not talk about them for a bit. Okay, <laughs> I'll try anyway, and not you know overdo it. But it's the Who, of course. If you know my show at all, you know I like them. And um, so last week, I was talking about this uh, YouTube channel uh, or YouTuber or whatever you know, however you would refer to this group. Uh, they're called WatchMojo.com, and what they do is a top ten list that has to do with pop culture. Uh, could be music, could be movies, books, uh, actors, whatever. Just pop culture stuff. TV shows, stuff. And they do a lot of music ones. And this one in particular that they did, and they, and they post a new one every day. So there's a lot of them out there. And when you do that many, maybe your quality doesn't isn't always great. Yeah. You know, they might get some weird top ten lists. But this was, a, I thought, pretty good. And it's done in the proper way of a top ten list, where you start from ten and you count down to number one. You know, on, you know, as far as that list is concerned, ten is not the worst, but it's just at the lowest point of the list. Uh, it's better than everybody else that didn't make the list, but it's not number one. Okay, so that's how it works. I always hate those top ten lists where people start with one. No, no, no. You don't start with one. You count down. <laughs> Didn't you learn anything from David Letterman doing top ten lists every night for, what, 
20 years. Anyway, so this particular top 10 list, uh, they called it's uh, the most electrifying live bands of all time. All right, now if you recall, last week uh, I had a couple problems with that list. Just a just couple little problems. Oh, and by the way, I didn't pay off my saying that uh, be careful what you wish for in that first segment when I was talking about having to do this work. What I was what I meant to pay off was that I had said, why don't these little periodic snowstorms that we've been getting lately, they've been falling during the week, like on Monday mornings, just to screw up the commute, mess up going to get into school, getting to work, and all that kind of stuff. Why, why can't they just happen on a maybe late Friday night into Saturday, and on Sunday we can dig ourselves out and get back to work and school on Monday? Why can't it be like that? Well, that's what it is like this weekend, except this weekend we have a job to do, so timing is everything. Anyway, paid that off. <clears throat> if I, well, okay. All right, so I just had a couple, just a couple little things wrong with the list. Saw it titled there and started to play it, and they have a little preamble before they get to the list, and they're showing little clips of bands, and that, and, and I thought, the Who had better be at least in the top five, because not everybody sees the world through Who-colored glasses like I do. And so I figured, they better be in the top five. Well, they were number 10. Number 10! <laughs> what? Number 10? Sure, that means they're better than everybody else didn't make the list. But, and, and these list things, they're subjective, and yeah, I know, but I, number 10! <laughs> and then the 12-year-old boy who did the voiceover, okay, he wasn't 12, he's older, but he must be too much of a youngin' to understand how to pronounce Pete Townsend's name. He kept saying Townshend when it's Townsend. Pete Townsend. That's his, that's his name. It's not, the H is silent. The H is silent. Why? <laughs> and, it's, and so, as of last week's show, when I was doing, you know, going on my rant at the end there, I hadn't been able to get myself at that point anyway, to watch the rest of the video, to see the rest of the top ten. I did see number nine. It was Black, Sla uh, Black Sabbath slash Ozzy Osbourne. They, they combined that. So I thought, okay, um, for this show, for this week, uh, I would gird my loins, I'd, I'd calm myself down, I'd put a meditation stone in the palm of my hand, Robin, so that I could be calm. And what? No, no. I, I just decided, okay, I can do it. I can get through it. It's for the show. Okay, here it is. <laughs> and I'll comment as I go along. Number 10, The Who. What? Huh? How? No way. 10? Number 9, Black Sabbath slash Ozzy Osbourne. I, well, I can't say that I don't like Black Sabbath. I don't know much by them. I know three songs, and I like those three songs. So I like everything I know by Black Sabbath. There's two songs from the Ozzy Osbourne years and one song from the Ronnie James Dio years. Uh, it's a Paranoid and Iron Man from Ozzy's time, 
and then Mob Rules from Dio's time. And I like those three songs. So, okay, what I know of them, I like. And they in, in the video, they do show clips of these guys playing in concert, playing live. And Black Sabbath does seem to have some energy, have some intensity, have something going. Which, being a Who fan, I want to see some, you know, I want to see some action on the stage. Uh, especially if it's rock music. I suppose it depends. It depends on the band and what I'm willing to see them do. But I want to... You know, an intensity, and I guess there's a little bit of that with Black Sabbath. Ozzy's stuff, his solo stuff, never really did anything for me. Uh, a little too close to the hair metal, and I don't like the hair metal. Never did like the hair metal. Never will like the hair metal. Oh, maybe a song or two, but for the most part, I just can't. I just, which is just left me cold, and I didn't care. So okay, all right, eh, but I wouldn't put them above the Who. Sorry, wouldn't do it. Number eight, AC/DC. Well, that's one of the bands on this list where, I th- where if I step back far enough from being a Who fan and say, well, okay, I can see maybe somebody who's a, not brilliant like me and, and enjoys the Who, that ACDC would be rank higher. You know, or if, if somebody just thinks the Who's okay, they rank ACDC higher. They certainly are intense. Uh, Angus Young runs around like a madman on the stage and spins around on the floor while he's playing guitar. And they're very, you know, the, the music is very pumping and energetic and, you know, gets to you. And I like uh, a fair amount of ACDC's work. Uh, you know, I like the album Back in Black. I like the stuff with Bon Scott, their original singer. Okay. You know, so, all right. Okay. Number seven. Iron Maiden. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I, I I really can't say much about them. I whatever I've heard from, I just thought uh, well, that's just silly. I it just never worked for me. I, I don't care for for uh, Brian Dickinson's Brian Bruce Bruce Dickinson. I don't I don't care for his operatic vocal stuff. I don't just didn't work for me. Just doesn't. Don't work for me. Um, okay, uh, let's move on. Number six, Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin, well, hmm. You know who doesn't like Led Zeppelin's music? Pete Townsend. <laughs> There's a video where he talks about not liking the music, which bothered him because he says all the guys in the band are great, even the statutory rapist uh, uh, Jimmy Page. But, well, he took up with the woman that, uh, that uh, the girl that uh, David Bowie uh, deflowered when she was 14 he took up with her after david was done oh it's a sordid rock and roll story but nobody seems to care anymore <laughs> that was for you craig cuz craig likes to point out that you know boy wasn't exactly a saint wonderful artist great artist a lot of cool so- uh, songs and such but hey you know a eh, little eh, you know anyway um let's zeppelin the Who and Led Zeppelin are a lot, a lot of times they're connected. There was a possibility that that Keith Moon and John Entwistle might have even been in the band in the early, early days of talking about it. Uh, it's said that Keith Moon gave him the name. It's also said John Entwistle gave him the name. Don't know, but there it is. Uh, for me, if you take for me, well, for me, anybody on this band at their best are not going to beat the Who at their best. And, you know, anyway, but Led Zeppelin, eh, I, I, 
Five, Rolling Stones. Okay, there's another one that's kind of connected to The Who. They're a little more connected with The Beatles, but you know what I've always said when people say, "What's the, who's the greater band? Uh, which is the greater band? The Beatles or The Rolling Stones? And my answer is always, of course, The Who, uh, because they are. Anyway, I, The Rolling Stones, uh, again, if I step back, I, could, I suppose I could see them up there. They were an influence on The Who. Uh, uh, Pete got his windmill, the arm thing he spins around. He got that from watching uh, Keith Richards doing a little warm-up before they went, uh, before the, the the Stones went on stage very early on in, in back in the day. The Stones are just like like just a, a like a year older than the Who. You know that like they've been around just a bit, little bit longer than the Who, and so Pete looked at them admiringly as the rest of the band did, and he saw. Richard's doing that little arm thing, and he thought, that's kind of cool. So then Pete started doing it and incorporated it into his act. And sometime later, he told Keith, I'm, I hope you don't mind, I stole that move from you. And Keith was didn't know what the hell he was talking about. What? What? You do what? <laughs> what arm thing? He didn't even, it just was, it wasn't doing a ritual. It was just loosening up his arm. Number four. Number four, Bruce Springsteen. Uh, I, I was never much of a Springsteen fan. Never much. Some songs here and there, but but he does put on a show that lasts like 14 hours, I'm told. Uh, well, I'm exaggerating, but he does like three-hour-long shows or four-hour-long shows. It's just He just keeps going. And for his fans, I'm, I can suppose. Number three, U2. There's another band that I can say, okay, I can see... That I saw, I saw you two back in the early days, back in the mid '80s. Uh, they were, I think, it was for their Unforgettable Fire tour, and you know, Bono. You know, they were doing all the stuff they do. You know, Bono uh, wraps himself in the flag of Ireland. He gets a baby spotlight to shine on the crowd. He walks on water. So he does all the stuff that he, you know, that we came to expect him to do. But and the, you know, he's a good front man. And yeah, okay, yeah, all right. But number two, Pink Floyd. Now I'm not saying I don't like Pink Floyd. There's a lot of stuff of theirs that I do like, and they are phenomenal in concerts. I'm told. But electrifying. Uh, they they let their stage show, the light show, and all that stuff kind of work, and then they just produce the music and if that's what you want but as I said I like an intensity I like uh, spent energy I like jumping around <laughs> I like seeing that and Pink Floyd doesn't doesn't do that they don't they don't deliver that uh, but I guess it depends on what you're going to see and uh, I, I, I have never seen them in concert but I'm, I've been told that they they do perform admirably number one Queen, well, they do have, Queen did have, the greatest frontman of any rock band ever. I mean, Freddie, I don't think, I mean, I wouldn't argue for Roger Daltrey or Robert Plant or eh, Mick Jagger, maybe close, but I, th I think, you know, Freddie Mercury, number one, as a, as a lead, lead man for the band, he could command the audience, he had a theatricality to him, he had a great voice. Just you know, there was just a presence that he had 
that, uh, and I've never seen them in concert either. In fact, of this list that I just read to you, I've only seen two, and that was The Who, of course, and, and you 2 Those are the only ones I've seen. Um, I, if I step back and say, okay, I'm not a Who fan, or let's say I'm not I'm as big a Who fan, I can see U2, Queen, ACDC maybe, Stones and Zeppelin maybe edging in front, or you know, Zeppelin maybe just behind, but uh, I, I can I see how people might do that. But not number 10. No way. Not number 10. So, <clears throat> speaking of, well, oh, and when you, if you go to the, I'll link to the thing. I think I linked to it last week in the show notes, but I can link to it again. Uh, if you go and you look through the crawl, they do an honorable mentions uh, as they're, after they, or before they tell you the number one, they'll do some honorable mentions. And one of them was Kiss. Now, Kiss was not a band that had great musicians, but they had great presence. They had a great amount of hype, and from what I understand, their shows were a lot of fun. Uh, and for a while, they were dangerous. They just felt dangerous because they were so, you know, demonic, and we didn't know what they really looked like and all that kind of stuff. And it was kind of good that you didn't know what they really looked like because once you knew what they really looked like, yeah. <laughs> I'll put the makeup back on, boys. Uh, I mean, you know, Paul, you're okay, but the other ones, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, if you read through the comments, you'll find some people that are very upset with the idea that KISS only got an honorable mention. So, uh, I, I'm going to do a good deal of talking about music on this show today, uh, this week. Because, uh, this, well, I wanted to talk about this band called Tool. Now, I don't know Tool very well. Never did. I knew of them. I know two people who think very highly of them. Uh, Craig, I mentioned him, and Travis. Now, they're both Minnesota skeptics. Uh, and Travis, I think it's fair to say that Tools is, the, is his favorite band, or very close to his favorite band, or right up the, yeah, I think I'm pretty, pretty safe on saying that. And... <clears throat> Uh, it was a while back, and Tool. I've seen them described as as prog metal, like progressive metal, like you know, you know what prog rock was. You know, bands like uh, like Yes and the early days of uh, Rush could be considered prog progish. There's a band called Marillion that's a prog band, and and they they deal what they would do. If I understand it correctly, like yes, and and early Rush would they would one side of an album would be one song with uh, with uh, uh, several bits to it, and 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 they would go through time changes and different moods and speed up and speed you know down and keys changing and all this. They would just there would be I I, I think. Part of the difference was that it wasn't uh, based on, on 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 blues. 
It's more based on classical music, if I'm not mistaken. So, but they've also heard a tool called alternative metal. Right. And, but I didn't know anything by them. And I was talking to Craig, uh, chatting with him through Facebook, and I said, I, I don't know anything. <laughs> and he said, well, check this out. And I'll talk more about what he had me check out when I get back from this break. Uh, you are listening to Dimland Radio, Dimland Radio on ZTalkRadio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. This is my second break already? Oh, boy. <laughs> You're listening to... Uh, well, I'll be back after this break. Wow. Second break. Wow. Another, another show where I won't get to half of the stuff I was going to talk to. Perhaps. We'll see. So, sit tight. I'll be back. In fact, maybe with me. Monoxide is a colorless, odorless gas that can be fatal. Don't use anything indoors that burns fuel, such as gasoline-powered generators, camp stoves and lanterns, or charcoal grills. Opening doors and windows or using fans isn't enough. Have your vents and chimneys checked to make sure water heater and gas furnace exhausts aren't blocked. If you feel sick, dizzy, or weak while using a generator, get to fresh air right away. From the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency. Don't just take my word for it, but you are listening to Dimland Radio on ZTalk Radio Network. Do you believe in ghosts? Do you think Bigfoot is real? Do you suspect that your neighbor is really Val Tor, leader of the lizard people of Bendar 3? Well, Dr. Dim doesn't, and he'll tell you why when you tune in to Dimland Radio Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern on ZTalk Radio Network. It's an hour of science promotion, pop culture rants, personal observation, and of course, skepticism. Join Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern, for Dimland Radio on ZTalk Radio Network. Station identification. You're listening to ZTalk Radio Network. Operating frequency on ZTalkRadio.com. I'm talking to you right now. Uh, it's Z-Talk Radio. Uh, well, no, it's Dimland Radio on the Z-Talk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Remember, I was talking about music. <laughs> I almost started it just like the beginning of the show. Sometimes you get into that role, you can't stop it. Uh, anyway, um, <clears throat> okay, so this band, Tool. Craig sends me uh, a clip 
uh, a video, a link to a video on YouTube uh, for a song called uh, Crawl Away, I believe it was. And I thought, okay, well, I'll check it out. And I click on it, and the song starts and has an interesting guitar riff. And I've had that happen before where I've started a song. I thought, well, that's an interesting guitar opening. And then it becomes metal. <laughs> and I start to go, <laughs> But this didn't happen with Tool. I thought, oh, interesting bass line. Interesting. Nice. And I guess they're very com they do some very com complex time signatures and all this uh, sort of stuff. It's just, yeah. And... Then the vocalist gets in there, and he, um, okay, so far so good, and I'm waiting for that, for him to kick into the the Chris Cornell, you know, the Soundgarden guy, Screechy Whale. I, it's, I don't even know if Screech is the right way to say, it, but this 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 there's a there's a sound that some of these metal guys will get, and I just don't, I just it, it doesn't work for me. I'm waiting for that. But it doesn't happen. Not that he doesn't belt it out. Not that he doesn't get up into the registers where it's just going out. But he doesn't get into that 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 sort of range, that Cornell thing range, he, or or that uh, Bruce Dickinson does that kind of singing too. He doesn't do he doesn't quite go there either, and he doesn't go into the death metal kind of singing it doesn't do that either and i guess it, that puts me off too because that's just it just seems it doesn't work for me it doesn't work for me if it works for you it works for you your musical taste is your musical taste it's just not mine okay so so i was uh, so all right this is okay and uh i mean i don't know if i if i'm going to become a huge tool fan or anything like that but i, I have an appreciation it's like, well, that's that was i was impressed with that and then um and then uh uh he sent me another link to a song called 46 and 10. And again, it's some interesting guitar work, uh, great bass lines going on in the song. It's just okay. You know, I kind of like what's going on there. And All right. And then Craig sends me, check this out. He sends me a link to a video of, uh, uh, of some uh, kids, music students. They're part of uh, uh, Mainville Music Academy. I don't even know where that is. But these kids, there's nine kids in the video. Uh, eight of them are playing instruments. One of them is doing the lead vocal. And they are doing a cover of that song, 46 and 10. And they're doing a really good, pretty faithful cover of the song. Uh, and I'm just, I'm very impressed. And the, the age range of these kids, it seems like it's, like, there's a kid that's doing a little bit of percussion, and he's, uh, he's I swear, he's got to be, what, nine, maybe ten. You know, young people get to look even younger as you get older. I'm noticing that. They look even younger. <laughs> but, you know, he looks like that. And maybe the oldest kid in there is 17 or 18, maybe. And they, they they're just... You know, there's 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 a bass player, there's two guitars, a drum, uh, there's uh, a couple like three kids doing extra percussion, and there's a there's a there's a, a, a young girl on piano, and then there's a girl that's doing the lead singing. So it's it's nine all together in this band, and it's it's I'm very impressed at, at what they're doing. These are music students, and they're they're very good at what they're doing. And I was really impressed with this this girl that did the vocals. She was I think 11 at the time, and something I've noticed 
when I see kids, when I hear them sing, they, they when they're doing, uh, um, you know, like they're on, uh, they, like they're in a play or in a musical or something like that. And when a kid sings, it seems like they're they're pushing earnestness. They're really pushing to be earnest, and and maybe sound a little adult. But she she doesn't seem to have that. She's just she's just singing the song. She's not trying to exactly match the way Tool guy sings it. I don't. I'm sorry. I didn't get his name. She's not exactly trying to match it, but she's 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 singing it. And I thought I was impressed with that. And I didn't catch a hint of auto tune in any of that. So it seems like she's you know she's doing the singing. She's not uh, she's not getting any help. Oh, maybe some echo and that kind of stuff, but. Uh, so I so this was not at this last uh, meetup with the uh, with the skeptics. Uh, it was at the one before, and I was sitting at the the kids table with uh, with uh, Travis, and uh, we we got talking about that, and, and he had a, his tool T-shirt on. I'm pretty sure he did, and and we were talking. I said, "Hey, you know, Craig sent me uh, links to these two songs," and we started talking about it. He said, "What'd you think?" I said, "Well, yeah, you know, I didn't, I didn't hate it." <laughs> uh, I said, "Actually, I was impressed." And then I said, "He sent the video with the kids playing the song." And he says, "Oh, dude," I don't know if he said "dude," but uh, he says, uh, "You know, in that video, there's eight kids playing instruments, and then one kid singing." And he says, "If you go see Tool." In, in concert, it's just three guys playing instruments and then one guy singing. That's all it is, and they, you know, and they do a phenomenal job of, of reproducing the song. It's it's I, I did watch some live video of them. It's not it's not perfectly reproduced because it's not possible to do it. I'll talk about that in a, in a bit if I if I get time, but you know I wasn't you know I was impressed with how they did that. And of course, when he mentions. Three three guys playing instruments and one guy singing. Well, which band do you think I think of? <laughs> and it's, it's, I mean, it's so predictable. You start talking music, you got to watch it. I, 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 I'm trying to be cognizant of this when I'm out. It's that I don't bring it up, but sometimes I can't help it. And I said, well, you know, <laughs> you know who else does that? It's just three musicians or three guys playing instruments and one guy singing. And that's the Who and then live. And they, but. When the Who would play live at the height of their career, uh, uh, or especially in their '60s stuff, um, they would be a little more experimental. They weren't necessarily trying to reproduce the record sound. Uh, when it came to uh, when when Who's Next came out and with Quadrophenia came out, for those for songs like Bob O'Reilly and Won't Get Fooled Again and the songs off of Quadrophenia, they would use tapes because. To augment the sound, they'd have because they can't. They don't have that many guys on stage. It's got three guys, you know, a guitar, a drum, a drums, and a bass player, and a guy singing who might play some harmonica here and there. It's hard to reproduce. So they use some tapes to to do it. And in the early days of doing Quadrophenia tour, they had a hell of a time making those tapes work because of, it's just the technology wasn't quite as good as it is today. So, so of course I mentioned them, and and. Uh, Travis says, "Yeah, but that one guy, all he is is you know, and he just starts doing an arm spin. It's he wasn't doing it big. He was doing small. He's just doing an arm twirl. I'm I'm thinking, he's he, he, Travis is windmilling. You know, he's doing the. And I went, 
uh, uh, wait a, hang on a second. Uh, Townsend? You're not saying he's that much of a musician? And and you know I I'm uh, of course you know my blood is starting to get up and 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 I'm reaching you know I'm I'm slowly undoing the safety on my machete uh, at the you know just in case and and I, I well you know, I try to say well you know Townsend's not a virtuoso guitarist like like Eric Clapton or or Jimi Hendrix, but he has a style of playing. In fact, he's sort of invented a style of the the power chord uh, and that, and, and and his work with synthesizers. And if you watch him play on an acoustic, he's fantastic on an acoustic. I've seen him. He does a song from from Quadrophenia, all just just him on an acoustic. It's it's fabulous. It's terrific. And 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 it's and, and Travis isn't looking very convinced. <laughs> And I feel like, what you know, and my you know the machete is now being taken out of the sh the sheath a little bit here, and 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 so I keep mentioning, and then at some point, he's he lets me know that no no that's I don't mean Townsend, I mean uh, the other guy, the, the you know the lead guy. It's adultery. He's yeah yeah Roger Daltrey. All he does is, and his arm spinning was emulating Daltrey spinning the microphone. Because that's one of his moves, and I went. Oh, I put this machete back, and I put my hand on, on Travis's shoulder and said, "Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, well, that's oh, uh, okay. I won't have to kill you." <laughs> um, I just I was like, "What? What? I mean, you not that not that Daltrey's bad or anything like that, but you can you leave Townsend alone." <laughs> <laughs> you don't mess with Pete, <laughs> and and so once I realized that's what he was talking about, I was able to uh, calm down and and spare Travis's life. Now, Travis might have called an audible <laughs> and said, "I think Jim's going to kill me. I better say I meant Daltrey. because <laughs> he he and he might have he might have he says he wasn't. I don't know. I'm skeptical. Uh, so speaking of live performances and that, I just learned this. Uh, I listen to Penn's Sunday School, Penn Gillette. I listen to his podcast, and I, I really like it. Uh, he had, um, as a guest, uh, the, a, a jazz pianist named uh, Mike Jones. Now, Mike Jones works with Penn & Teller, in their Vegas show, he does the, warms up the crowd, plays some music for the crowd uh, as they're gathering. And Penn will come out and play bass. Penn's learned how to play. Started learning how to play bass, I guess, 17 years ago. Just decided he wanted to learn how to play bass, play an instrument, see if he could do it. And I guess he's gotten pretty good because Jones is known as being one of the betterists, <laughs> piano jazz pianists out there, one of the best ones, and. He and Penn just uh, recorded an album together, uh, and and it's been getting good reviews, and and you know, and so Penn, he's always very self-deprecating when it comes to himself for the for just about everything, but especially for music, he just isn't. Yeah, he's not sure. He's, but uh, Jones said, "Well, you were ready. You're good enough. You know, you're good enough to play." But Jones let us know something. Penn brought it out of him. Uh, that something that uh, I think it's a more recent phenomenon that happens with some of the major rock bands 
touring today. And he, he the way he brought it up, he was talking about because Jones partook in this. Uh, he asked, he says, you know, at an Aerosmith concert in these days, what's what's backstage at an Aerosmith concert? And he says, uh, another band. And there's another band behind backstage at a at an Aerosmith concert because that other band is playing along with the one on stage. And Mike Jones had a gig doing that with them. And this is something that some of these bands will do. They'll have another band there, or they'll have at least, you know, they'll have a hidden musician playing along with them to fill in the bass lines, to, to keep the time, to, uh, you know, do another guitar fill, or to do a horn section, stuff like that. And I don't know why audiences don't notice that, boy, there's those five guys up on stage sure seem to be playing a lot of instruments. I don't know how they don't notice that, but I guess people don't. And uh, it's it's a secret. It's a little secret that, that, that some of these bands don't want you to know about. The Rolling Stones do it, apparently. Uh, it's, it, that uh, there's a singer that'll be backstage that sounds a lot like Mick Jagger, and if there's some notes that Jagger can't hit... That guy sings them. It's uh, it's interesting. Uh, U2 has a guy that plays keyboards, uh, and but the thing, the difference with U2 from these other guys, these other guys keep it secret. But U2 would introduce the guy. They put him up. You know, he's not on stage with them. They put it up on the big screen, saying, "Now, when this guy here is helping us out tonight, you know," and they you know wave to the crowd, and he's just down. He's down below stage or backstage playing on keyboards and helping to augment the sound. Uh, and and it was suggested, uh, why don't they just use tapes? When one of the other Minnesota skeptics, we were talking about this the other night, when uh, Beth, she brought up, well, because I mentioned that. What Penn had told was that the, the, the guy that works with U2, he has a, he has a monitor next to him, a, a video monitor that, that is just a camera focused on the drummer's bass, you know, playing the bass drum, watching, watching, focusing on his foot, so he can keep time. So he's, he's, there's the time. And so that he can, you know, and, and I think having another band, if the band is good, they can, there, there can be spontaneity. If you have a tape, you have, you're locked into whatever's on that, or a digital recording, whatever. You're locked into that. So there's there's a chance to be a little more spontaneous, to take a song a little longer, or to take it in a different direction, or change the key, or things like that. You can do that with another band present. Uh, and I never considered that. I mean, I did figure it out that Daltrey uses, uh, he lip-syncs his uh, big scream at the end of Won't Get Fooled Again. Uh, he lip-syncs that, because, well, he's 73 now, 74. He can't hit that. He can't do that scream. But, uh, eh, you know, eh, I'm not a fan of, of lip-syncing, but what are you going to do? Um, I got three cool things. I hope you don't mind that music talk, and I'll try not to mention The Who for a while, except in this three cool things, I do have one thing to mention about them. Uh, number three is there's an isolated drum track. There's a video. Oh, that's a YouTube video. There's not, you don't see anything. You know, it's just a picture. But the audio, it's the audio uh, of an isolated drum track of Keith Moon playing Won't Get Fooled Again. And it's pretty cool. Uh, 
you can, if you, especially especially if you put headphones on, you can hear the other instruments in there, but it's way down. But you just hear Keith just playing along, and they cut short the little synthesizer break uh, that takes place where the drums aren't being played. So they cut that a little short so that you know, it's not so long. That's pretty cool. Uh, number two cool thing, there's a YouTube video of uh, The Dollop, which is a podcast, it's a history podcast, comedy podcast. Gets a little America bashing, but America did some, and still does, you know, we as a country do some bizarre things and bad things. And, and they look at them and they may have to have some, mind some comedy out of it. And there's some odd things in our past. It's a really interesting uh, podcast. There's a video on YouTube, I will link to all this stuff, where um, the two ho- uh, the two fellows that do the podcast, uh, Dave Anthony and uh, Gareth uh, Reynolds, are doing this live with an audience. They bring out a local comedian, and he sits with them, and I can't remember his name, but he sits with them, and, and, they, and they riff on, on this history that Dave Anthony has put together. He has somebody that helps him do research and all that. About uh, this particular video, it's about the baseball guy, uh, Bill Veck. He owned the Chicago White Sox. He owned uh, other teams. He's a very maverick type owner. It wasn't a big. The other owners weren't a big fan of his. Uh, and his son, Mike Veck, is part owner of the St. Paul Saints. And has been for quite some time. Uh, they were responsible for the uh, uh, the Death to Disco night that took place back in the 70s. Uh, yeah, uh, late 70s. And uh, that's they talk about that in there. They talk about how uh, Bill Veck, how odd he was, and then this, this whole Death to Disco thing. It's quite entertaining and it's 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 fun and just check it out and number one of course was the meetup with the minnesota skeptics oh yes i I look forward to it every month and i'm glad that uh, i was able to make it and it's 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 cool and i hope that you've had at least three cool things happen to you this week good night doctor good night frau blucher well, that brings us to the end of another show. You've been listening to Dimland Radio on the Z-Talk Radio Network. Again, I didn't get to, well, a third of what I was going to try to get to tonight. But, hey, there's always next week. Uh, be skeptical and listen to extraordinary... And, and remember that extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. And I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, uh, reminding you all to sleep with the lights off. That didn't go quite great, but... Eh. See you next week. check out my show notes at dimland.com. Just click on the blog option and you can email your questions and comments to drdim at dimland.com. That's D-R-D-I-M at dimland.com. And the opening theme song, Ram, is by Theolius and is used with permission.
This has been a production of the Z-Talk Radio Network. And now, a message to our competitors. Thanks. Thanks for tuning us in. My life, you're clever, Dim. It's certainly taken me in. Well, well I'm going, going to hell. To hell.